episode 65 of the Struggle Play Podcast. Every song that I will play will reflect my mood. Let's go. Hey. 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 You got my attention. Can't come to a sensitive. I can't feel it. Getting back into the heartbreak. It's 3 in the a.m., so we might as well hey. give it. Love is a struggle. I'm impatient. We got demons. Demons is a struggle. This moment is all for the take it. Let's get to it. Hey. This shit won't last forever. Uh. Looks like it's now or never. Uh. Don't think too much about it. It might be wrong, but feels good for the moment. Oh. Welcome to episode 65 of the Struggle Play Podcast. I'm your one and only host, Doug. We made it to another fucking week. Hey, explosion. Explosion. Double explosion. So, again, I'm your one and only host, Doug. This is episode 65 of the Struggle Play Podcast. You can follow... The Struggle Play Podcast on Twitter at The Struggle Play Podcast. No, that's Instagram. Instagram is at The Struggle Play Podcast and Twitter is Struggle underscore Plate. You can follow me, Doug, on Twitter and Instagram at Northside Doug. Pretty simple, man. So let's get into it. But before I get into my moody shit, we have a new versus explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a new versus. T.I. versus Young Jeezy, the Jizzle Man, the Snowman. Tip, the Trouble Man, who might be a snitch. We don't know. So, that's going to be happening. Hmm, let's see when that's going to be happening. Let's see what's going to be happening. Somebody give me the Jeopardy music while I look this stuff up. Hmm. 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 Almost there. Man, I should have this stuff ready. Whenever I record, huh? Ah! Thursday, November 19th. Yo, ain't that Thanksgiving? Isn't Thanksgiving November 19th? Y'all want to do a versus battle? Between two Atlanta trap legends? Oh, no. November 27th is Thanksgiving. But still, you want to do that around Thanksgiving season? Two trap legends? Just imagine if you was to watch a versus battle during Thanksgiving. Who's going to win? T.I. T.I.'s going to literally mop the floor with Jeezy. Jeezy will definitely hang on to his uh, Jay-Z features. But T.I.'s catalog. Mm-mm. And I hate that T.I. is going against Jeezy when he was like calling out 50 Cent, you know, just calling out these New York rappers. And then when Busta Rhyme stepped up to him and said, yo, what's up? T.I. was like, you know what? I'm straight. We just going, you know, the generations. It's just too different. Yeah. OK, nigga, sit down somewhere. But T.I., you still going to win this one. You still going to beat the shit out of Jeezy. Like, 
man, why would, I guess it makes sense, right? You know, it doesn't make sense. It's Ariana Grande's new song. Like this is, this is the part where mainstream media takes like a certain style from R&B and they just use it and they're going to beat it to the ground. I've seen it happen all the time. She did it with that other trash song where she just like ripped Soulja Boy's flow. And now here she is. She's took she got London on the track to produce this song. And now it literally sounds sounds like she's trying to duplicate every single her song every single summer walker song and of course they the group that i just played in the beginning of the show like now she's trying to steal that take a listen Heaven, you to me. i'm just hoping i don't be beat history boy i'm trying to meet your mama this is why I have problems with certain white people, you know, <laughs> because this is like, God, I don't care if you got London on the track producing it, man. You know, that's not your style. Now that just makes you sound unoriginable, you know, and like you have a beautiful voice, a great voice. But since you came into the scene, all you've really done is just like jump on uh, fire, hip hop, you know, R&B samples and use it on your own and just go to the next one. Like, dog, you better hope someone walker don't see you in the streets because she going to beat your ass. <laughs> Let me stop. That's not nice. That's not nice. We we don't promote violence here on the Struggle Play Podcast. We just play music that embodies an artist's passion, pleasure, and pain. Ooh, you see how I did that? Boy, I didn't even look off the card. You ain't even need no Jeopardy music for that. I can do that off the dome, man. But as talented as her voice is and as a singer and all, one thing that Ariana Grande that she won't have that Summer Walker has that anybody who has, especially when they're singing over some guitars and some strings, is soul. Right? Like, here's this brand new song from her. This shit came out Saturday night. She performed this on SNL. And she dropped it. And the way that the acoustic sounded with her smooth voice, that is what we call soul. Now, this ain't a shit on Ariana Grande hour because she definitely has the voice of a soul singer. But you can tell that that voice is more trained, more polished. Sometimes it's, it sometimes it has to sound a little raw and rough and uncut. You know, sometimes you just have to feel the music. Turn that song back up, man, because her is killing it.
Now this song sounds very similar to that song from the Queen of Slim soundtrack. Y'all know what I'm talking about, man. It's got um Tiana Major 9 and Earth Gang Collide. Yeah. Ooh, y'all know that's hot. Come on. But of course, if we're going to talk about the ultimate soul, the ultimate soul with guitars, because if I'm playing these two songs, then you know I got to give you some of that D'Angelo and how does it feel? Now, essentially, these are all Prince vibes, right? That's what you can go to. But, you know, that's the vibes and the mood that I'm on for this episode. You know, <laughs> like people are saying, like, damn, why is, Doug, why is Doug's voice like this? But, you know, sometimes I don't want to just yell all the damn time or be extra goofy. My energy's different. And right now, I guess you can say that I'm feeling a lot of hurt. So let's break down a song to explain why my energy is pretty low. How about I break down another brand new song? I did it last week, so let's do it again. This song spoke to me after I heard it on Wednesday, last Wednesday to be exact. Long story short, I'll make this short story long by breaking down a song called Damage by the one and only Gabriella Wilson. I just call her Gabby. But this artist only goes by one name, and that name is her. If you got it, it ain't a question. Oh, it ain't no one for guessing. So more than emotionally invested. Showing you all my imperfections. Oh, if I let you, don't take me for granted. Now, you know I got to tease you, right? Come on, man. This is what I do. So. I decided to break down a song from her because I too want to make her a, an official sponsor of the Sugar Plate Podcast. I have Tupac, Meek Mill, and August Alsina. I picked those three artists first because I just feel like, you know, they come from the dirt and they just sound like they were just writing their songs. <laughs> while just eating like some nasty ass ramen noodles, but they just making it work. And now when it comes to her, it literally sounds like she comes up with these songs and all she had is her guitar, her notepad, and she's doing all of this in an empty studio apartment with no furniture. It's just that ambition, that passion that you hear from her. So I figured I'd do this song. And then when I hear songs like this, I just ask myself, who fucking hurt you? And like, whoever did, I want to thank them. Because you are like literally... Great fucking music. 
that old Janet Jackson, Lisa Keith, Herb Alpert, Making Love in the Rain. That's the name of the song that this was sampled off of, produced by the none other than the all-time greats, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Here's the original song, man. And this song was flipped by a producer named Cardiac. Like, and it was co-written by my baby girl, Tierra Thomas. But if you don't know who Cardiac is, he's done like so many fucking great songs. Everybody. He's done Dice Pineapples for Rick Ross. That's probably his most, you know, famous one. Um, he's done some stuff for J. Cole. He did that Entanglement song with August Alsina and Rick Ross. And my personal favorite from him is the song that he did with Tank, with When We. Come on, man, y'all know that joint. Who came to make sweet love, not me? Who came to kiss and love, not me? Who came to beat it up, Rocky? And don't use those hands to put up that gate and stop me. So Cardiac knows what he's doing. He's not just a beat maker. He's a legit producer. And when you put a producer together with an artist who has natural talent, and by that artist, I'm talking about her, you get magic. You get like <laughs> all this raw talent and you polish it, you know what I'm saying, just right. Where you learn to give them enough space to be themselves. But then at the same time, you can hear the amazing song structure behind it. Another song that's very short, simple, sweet, and to the point. Like the verses aren't even that long. It's just really the pre-chorus and the hook. The actual chorus is the thing that drives this song home because this song literally is just talking about letting go and you're still warning that person on <laughs> you know what would happen if you betray that person's if you betray my trust if you betray my love if you take me for granted and then of course the instrument and of course, the instrumental behind it, the pianos, the guitars, the trumpets, the sax, the horns, you feel all of that. You feel all of that. So when she says, <laughs> if you got it, it ain't no question. No, it ain't no room for second guessing. No more than emotionally invested. Showing you all my imperfections. Basically, I'm giving you all of me. 
But if you take that shit for granted, <laughs> you could do some serious damage to me. If you got it, it ain't a question. Oh, it ain't no one for guessing. So more than emotionally invested. Showing you all my imperfections. Oh, if I let you, don't take me for granted. Yeah, if I'm worth more than you could manage. Stop it, stop. <laughs> Did you hear it? She literally, okay, so like literally after she ends the first verse by saying, showing you all my imperfections, she immediately jumps into the pre-chorus where she says, if I let you, you'll take me for granted. If I'm worth more than you could manage. Oh my God. <laughs> if I'm worth more than you could manage. Yo, she's basically saying like, yo, I might be too good for you. I might be too good for you. So now you got to be open and vulnerable and honest with me. Because once I give, because once I give you me, there's no going back. There's no going back at all. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trusting you. She's literally saying, I'm trusting you. Do not fuck this up. Because you're just not going to damage my pride, you're gonna damage my heart. And you can hear how she's emotionally invested, right? Like, she's saying, all right, don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. But another thing that she's also feeling with those emotions is a physical connection. And that's when we get the hook. And that's when we get to the sexiest part of the whole goddamn song. She is like 25, 26, and she sounds like she's fucking 30. Like when she came into the scene, you know, as her, because she's a child prodigy. She's been performing on Maury, the Today Show, since she was like seven years fucking old. Just by going as a name is Gabby Wilson, a young child prodigy who knew, who knows how to play the piano and the guitar. And she just, you know, just singing everywhere. And she took some time off after, you know, when she was like 16 years old and she came back into the scene like at 22 and nobody know who she was this mysterious singer who's in her early 20s but has the emotional maturity of a 30 year old god damn like listen to this second verse because now she's just reaffirming herself by giving that same warning 
to this dude. And now she's realizing that the shit is more physical than it is spiritual, emotional. And then we get to my actual favorite line of the song. Yeah. Worry about it, I'm putting pressure. You'll only cut me if I let you. No, we ain't doing this just for pleasure. Either learn me or I'm a lesson. Oh, God damn it, that's it. That's it. That's my favorite part of the whole fucking song. Either learn me or I'm a lesson. Oh. She's not saying either learn who I am as a person, learn how to love me or I'm gone. She's saying, yo, if you don't know how to treat me right, I will leave and never come back. And I will just be a lesson to you, like a lesson to let you know on how not to fuck up a good thing. Come on, man. Come on. I know I know somebody out there who's listening feels like they've been a lesson to someone. <laughs> I know that's me. I just told you how I constantly prove these women wrong that I'm not. You know, these dudes who have done them dirty and dogged them out. And by the time they realize it, it's too fucking late. Literally, that's my love life. That's my story, you know. But I can't act like I also haven't learned things from these experiences as well. You know, so go ahead. Fall in love. You know, worst thing that could happen is you get your heart broke. But you'll become a philosopher at the end of the day, won't you? But when I just think about how she able to like do this and make her songs relatable, I just have like one question. How does she do it? And like, this is a Grammy award winning artist, right? You're supposed to be falling off after you get the accolades because she really hasn't even put out a full album. Like she won like R&B album of the year or something like that. And like best R&B performance. But that album, you know, it's really just two EPs that she just put together and released it as an album. Those are just EPs. And now she's been putting out just like these random singles. And she hasn't fucking missed at all. <laughs> and she's been doing this shit for like 2016, feeding us with this same stuff this same quality music we don't get that from our r&b goats let's just be real for a second okay her and daniel caesar brought back r&b in terms of bringing it back in to the mainstream masses because tank you know snow allegra um like all of the other great R&B greats, right? They've been holding it down, but more so on the R&B charts. But with her being able to cross over and still being true to her artistry as just a really good fucking musician, that's it. That's all she does. And she's been doing this since she was a kid. I remember the first time I saw her and I didn't even, I couldn't even make the correlation. I couldn't even put two and two together. I remember the first time I saw her, she's about nine or 10 years old on the Today Show singing Alicia Keys.
She's playing the piano. Singing her face off. At 10 years old? Yo! Prodigy. But the thing is, she's actually living up to her expectations and she's just getting started. You can't make this shit up. You can't. Listen to her. Listen. So there's Gabby, right? And before that, she was on the Maury show at seven. And after, in her teenage years, she had her own group. But then she took some time off. Right? She, like, had to rediscover herself. Just, you know, be a kid again and still make music and just stay true to her and hone her own craft. And then all of a sudden in 2016, we get that first EP, which is really like a mixtape, but it's self-titled called Her. That's it. And on that project, you get best part, focus, every kind of way. Like, so she's a SoundCloud baby in a sense. But she was always signed to a record label, but they just let her do her. And her stands for having everything revealed. Yet she was so fucking mysterious. Like now we're just seeing what her eyes look like. Come on, dog. What, what, what are we talking about here? She was just this mysterious young lady in her early 20s who always wore some sunglasses from Oakland, California. Like, yo, I got to go to uh, NorCal, man, because the amount of creativity that they just ooze out of there is ridiculous. Everybody from Tony, 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 Sheila E., Kaylani, like, you could even say E-40. You could definitely say uh, Too Short. Hell, Master P says that he got a lot of his game about independence and whatnot when he was out living in the Bay Area, like, and Tupac got his start, his musical start in the Bay. Yo, man, I just got to see what that vibe is like, man, because it's like they just shit out greatness and creativity for absolutely no reason, and there's nobody like them. It, they have a sense of aura and creativity and just talent. That is like none other. And it is constantly duplicated <laughs> throughout the entire country. And nobody ever gives them the proper respect that they do deserve. Especially those niggas from SoCal. No, 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 no. 
But like, I'll give them the respect, man, because they give us great fucking music. And like, the way that she is able to trans to transfer her pain into music is something that artists, rappers, struggle to do. Just even musicians in general, which is why they have somebody else write their own songs. Now, granted, this song was co-written, you know, but she makes, she has a talent where she's able to make a song sound so relatable, even if she didn't even write it. That's the best part about her. <laughs> like, listen to the rest of this song, man, because it's only two verses. It's only like two verses that are like four bars. And then she goes into your pre-hook before she actually sets you up for the hook. Wait, I just have to stop it and just point out one thing. Her is an artist who stays true to her sound and gets better. She's a artist who mainly focuses on straight acoustics, guitars and pianos. And sometimes you get a little horns in there. And when she's actually produced, she gets better and better and better and better because the songwriting is impeccable. Let's just be honest. All right, my bad. I'm going back to the song. Now, at the end of the day, she's given us a lesson in vulnerability. Somebody who's in her mid-20s is, is able to do that. When I know people in their 50s, 60s, who still don't even know how to be vulnerable, who still don't even know how to properly communicate, like learning how not to just say, oh, shut up and just get over it. Or, <laughs> you know, women, definitely men, definitely men. It don't even get me started. Don't even make me make this racial by just talking about black men. Black men, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I was telling somebody that I did not, I was not able to give myself permission on how to feel until of October of 2019. I was 28 years old, now I'm 29. Is that crazy? Does that not sound like the most wildest shit that you've ever heard? But it's true. Little boys aren't allowed to cry it out. No, shut up and be a man. Take that shit. We're not allowed to feel, especially black men. If we show any kind of feeling, nigga, you gay. If we show any kind of anger, oh, there goes the angry black man. And that was me. I was the angry black man. 
Okay. I was constantly angry, you know, and I stopped when I stopped being angry because I just got tired of being angry. I was just quiet and I suppressed all my emotions. Then next thing you know, I started developing anxiety like a motherfucker. Like, is that not crazy? So when I got tired of yelling and being angry, people were like, well, you need to be angry. You need to do this. Instead of just clearly just saying, yo, what's going on? What's wrong? I'm here for you. People were still telling me how to feel. Especially, you know, <laughs> not just from my parents, but, you know, from a woman who I once thought that I would spend the rest of my life with. So I was just quiet. And when I would be angry, they would shut me down. Emotional manipulation is what we call that shit, man. So I would just hold it in. Being, being too afraid to express myself, not to rub people the wrong way. And so I started getting anxious. And that shit started turning into anxiety. And her is giving us a lesson in vulnerability. She's telling this man, like, yo, I'm, I can be vulnerable. I can be all of this. But just so you know, you're going to hurt me if you take it for granted. Either learn how to love me or I'll be a lesson. I can go on and on about her genius, right? Because this is the second uh, time that I've broken down a song from her. And it won't be the last time. So that's the end of the breakdown. Let's get into rotation, huh? Let's get into three songs that have been in constant rotation for me. And let's make this rotation strictly dedicated to the one and only her. The first song that I heard from Gabby, who I like to call because I like to think that we're friends in our head, is Focus. And that's song number one. episode with this song and I fucking love it so here we go here's her with every kind of way baby the sound of you better than a homie is she not good is she not good smooth soulful that's her. Holding me closer than we've ever been before. This 
third song from her is a song where I knew that I was finally over my previous relationship. You know, I started journaling a lot and meditating. And when this song came on for the first time during this year, like back in February, I was delivered. I played this song before in the rotation, but I'm going to play it again because it's just so good. And it takes me to a place of healing. So I'm going to end the show with this. In the meantime, in between time, peace and love. My name is Doug. Song number three is Her with Sometimes. I'm out. Sometimes it don't go your way. Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes. Sometimes it don't go your way. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta. Yeah. I had a plan, I had it mapped out. I knew where I was going when I left out Oh, you couldn't tell me that I wouldn't be there on time I had some guarantees I had a deadline But now I know